everybody how are we you're welcome to living intentionally for god podcast my name is motorio and today we'll be discussing what we talked about on day 29 before we watch the before we um watch the live session and live session and this is based on the program that we are holding or held because I'm, I'm recording this late but you know the program which was JTSA, which is JTSA, Journey to Spiritual Awakening, JTSA 4.1. And we, if you've been listening to all of our podcasts for this prayer series, you know that the theme is um, the understanding of prayer. And today we'll, we'll, I'll just be talking about what we discussed, um, titled, um, Does God Change His Mind? Does God Change His Mind? So I pray that as my continue as i continue i pray that god will really speak through me god will help me not to make anybody confused god indeed will be my mouth god help me to speak life and lord help us to really get understanding in the name of jesus we love you father for in jesus name we've prayed amen so now does god change his mind so on this day we basically we read a an, an article first before we started discussing and then i now round it up and Basically, one thing that um, when people were putting what they got to understand from the article, one thing, let me just say one thing somebody said. When what God doesn't change his mind from the context of being ignorant or just taking chances or being uncertain about some situations beforehand like man does, but he introduces a form of corrective measure that straightens us back to his predestined purpose. It might seem like he's changing his mind, but his mind was never changed because the end goal remains the same. He being called, he being God, knows the end from the beginning. So we all don't know what happens in the middle of our journey. So it might seem God is changing his mind, but he isn't. His mind, but he isn't. He really isn't. The goal doesn't change. And I, I, I liked what that person said. So that was just to give us context of everything. Obviously, the answer is no. That's the first thing I would like to say. God doesn't change his mind. And one thing is that when people ask this question, they come at it from the aspect of the Bible where um, God was going to destroy the Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he told, um, he told, um, was it? he told Abraham and Abraham interceded and it seems like God changed his mind. And, you know, he now, um, was it rescued them um, Lot and his family. And then they also from the aspect of you know Moses interceding for the children of Israel, then God not destroying them, or um Ezekiah when Isaiah came to tell him, Oh, you're going to die, and then he now prayed to God, and then Ezekiah now came back and said, God added, God is going to add 15 years to your life. You know, that's why people that's how people usually like it seems like God is changing his mind, but I want us to understand that the mind of man or um, um. Yeah, mind of man or yeah, is like his intention, his purpose, the aim. When we look at when we look at does what does it mean to change somebody's mind? It means to change somebody's intention. So for example, if I say I want to get a particular grade in school now, you know, that is my intention. And I say, Okay, I want to be reading every day for four hours and suddenly i say no okay it's too small let me read for five hours i've changed the way that i want to at, at um i want to reach that goal but i've not changed my mind now let, let let me now let us now go back to god god never changes his mind 
you know and his intention like his intentions never change because he never changes his intention and his intentions are his eternal ca- counsel when we read numbers 23 29 says numbers 23 29 numbers 23 19 god is no man that he should lie nor a son of man that he should repent as he said and will he not do or as he spoken and will he not make it good when we read first Samuel fifteen twenty nine, first Samuel fifteen twenty nine says, and also the strength of Israel will not lie, nor relent, for he is not a man that he should relent. Hebrews thirteen eight says, God Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has a purpose. We all know that. Ephesians one eleven says, in him also we. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to his purpose for of him, who works all things according to his counsel of according to the counsel of his of his will. Job forty two two says Job forty two two. I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Isaiah forty six verse ten. Isaiah forty six verse ten says, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient from ancient times things that are not yet done saying my counsel will stand and i will do all my pleasure acts 2 23 acts 2 23 says him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of god you have taken by lawless hand have crucified and put to death god has foreknowledge he has will he has a purpose and really his will is different from his foreknowledge. foreknowledge just means he knows what will happen he knows what will happen then his will is that is his intention is his purpose he knows he, he, that is what he wants to happen and he always knows what will happen he knows what our reactions to things will be and all of that so we need to understand that his intention his will never changes from all these passages i've read now his will never changes his predestined purpose whatever thing everything is it never changes and then he also has foreknowledge he knows what will happen do you understand now i want us to know that um god's will um god's will have us to be involved god one of the one one god's will god wants us to be involved anytime he wants to enact his will on earth and that's where prayer comes in you know because prayer number one will change you in the process and eventually help you to get aligned to whatever his will is which is obviously for you for your good you know but and sometimes it might seem like you are changing god's mind but really you are not because his will never changes the end result never changes his foreknowledge means that he knows everything and it just means that nothing will take him by surprise but that doesn't mean you are changing his mind yeah you know like that doesn't mean some actions you do is changing his mind no his intention is always the same when we read now um luke 24 28 just to bring more context to this luke 24 28 to 29 we said by this time they were nearing emios and at, and the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if it's as 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 if he were going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us, since it is getting late. So he went home with them. When we look at this portion, for instance, it says Jesus acted like he was going away. Just it's just like saying I'm coming to visit you, and then I and I wish, but I actually, and then I'm going, but I actually wish to stay over. But then I say to you that I'm leaving. And you reply, why don't you spend the night? I actually desire to spend the night, but I wanted your desire to be engaged. So it looked like God, like Jesus Christ changed his mind. Like, okay, at that, that instance, you know, he did as if he wanted to go. But when he now said, I stayed, he now looked as if he changed his mind and then stayed. But rather, no, he wanted their desire to be engaged. That's how it is when God tells us something will happen or he wants to do something. And then we, while we're praying, 
he wants our desire to be engaged in it and he knows that that our desire when it comes not in this context of this bible verse right, right now you know it's to it to change us in the process and it will to bear more other fruit and do other things in our lives basically so already from what i understood you know when i was looking at this and really i just pray that god will help us because at the point if we hear what i will say you know when, when times kind of topics come up there's usually one bible scripture that everybody usually says at the end and that's because our god is bigger than us but one let them just say what i want to say so when we look at abraham you know it's like he's changing god's mind moses you know but no they were not actually changing god's mind god knew what was going to happen when god told him when god told them everything god knew what their reaction was going to be and you know him telling them was because he want he knew that, that that reaction was needed for whatever thing he wanted to achieve you know not like it's going it was going to add to it or make him act in another certain way no for their own benefit they needed to react that way or something like that so you see now when moses when jesus Christ, when god told oh, yeah, i'm going to destroy the um children of israel baba then moses went to fast for 40 days even after during that 40 days i'm sure mysteries would have been revealed to him he would have grown more intimate with god indeed like he would have known more of god so it's not as if like from what i understood it's not as if god wanted to destroy the children of israel it was like god told him because really god did not need to tell him but okay yes you know that's him if god even telling him and all of that would have even made moses to see indeed that god actually loves me god sees me as a friend you know that those are like those are the kind of things maybe god wanted to bring out from moses to help him in his journey to help him in whatever thing he wanted to do through him in israel so when god told him and he fasted and everything is it that god did not even god did not destroy israel and is it like when we look at it the god actually wants to destroy israel it's just like god told him what to happen because he wanted to he wanted a response that was going to benefit him you know and uh, because god god already knew what he was going to do it's not as if moses fasting now made god if they although he says that god now relent or something like that but i'll get to my point so it's not as if they changed his mind because at the end of the day, God said Israel will get to the promised land. He said Israel is his firstborn. He said all these things. And that was the intention of God for Israel. And he was still going to accomplish that through Israel. But at those points, he was angry and all of that. And he told Moses to enact the response that was kind of needed. I hope I'm speaking, Shah. I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. And also when Abraham interceded for um Sodom and Gomorrah, God still destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And you see that when when Abraham was even interceding, um, you know, obviously Abraham wanted his family to be saved, or, or probably most probably. I know when he was even interceding, saying 15, call, 40, call, 30, even to the last resort, Lot and the family, they were not righteous. It means that God actually wanted, God was actually going to save Lot and his family. God, like, it's not as if Moses, because if we, if we were to go with what Moses was doing to the last resort, it was interceding for righteous people. That and what if we see any blah blah blah, even right, lots and time they were not righteous. So, like, that's what I understood. So that means God already was going to save his family because of obviously he loved, um, he loves, um, Abraham and the other things he wanted to achieve through that, you know. So, basically, that's just one. And he, so, the point is that the will of God. The intention of God that like, it was still going to be done in Sodom and Gomorrah and destroyed him. So and that him telling Abraham enacted the response that you know it was he was interceding with God and that even like 
he obviously is made him more intimate with God because it's like God is actually listening to me. It made him to actually see God more as a friend. So do we understand? So it's not as if we change God's mind. Also, when we look at so now another thing is this um Ezekiah when we look at Ezekiah's story, I once heard one of one reverend who said um there is informative prophecy and there is prophecy that is directive as in to give direction to your life to help you in your path and there is information informative like to just warn you to inform you so when Isaiah came to tell Ezekiah so just to inform him like okay this is going to happen and God knew had to say that to enact a response in Ezekiah that would be for his good to enact the response, to help him pray more, to help him depend on more. Although when we later saw that, although there are two sides of the story anyway, we later saw that he did not even use the the 15 years well. That was his own choice. He did not leave it rightly, basically. So, but the point is that it's not as if God changed his mind. God already knew what was going to happen when and God already knew what he wanted to do. So, one thing I want us to understand, from when we were reading, the last part of the article says something. It says, as free creatures, he gives us the choice to change. Knowing ahead of time what our choices will be, should one, should, what our choices will be, should he warn us. Therefore, bringing about change through his interaction with us. So, is it through the interactions he had with these people? It, it brought, like, there was obviously change in them also. And it's not as if he changed his mind. Mm? Although he just looked as if he changed and, and like what I read at the beginning, we don't know what happens at the middle. But the thing is that the end result is always going to be the same. And it and God never doesn't change his mind. So, um, as if we look at it like uh, God, changed my, God changes his mind, it means that we are saying God doesn't know the end. It means that we are taking God by surprise. It means that... Uh, it's like you, are, you know when we look at it from the context that man you are changing your mind is because we don't know what like we don't know like the scenario that i gave of me reading for four hours i didn't know that four hours would not do you know i didn't know that i could actually do more so that's why i have to change my mind so when we look at it from that aspect like that is wrong that means we're saying that god is not all-knowing and that is wrong so God is all-knowing. God knows the end from the beginning and doesn't change his mind. Now, my ask that why does it seem like we can change God's mind? So, for example, when the children of Israel were asking for a king and God gave them a king, you know, and it looked as if, you know, God obviously did not want, God did not want to actually give him a king, but he then gave them a king. That It doesn't mean God changed his mind. The intention he had for Israel was to the it still played out that Israel was going to birth the Messiah and that he loves Israel and all of that, you know. And the one thing I want us to know from this is that God actually knew they were going to ask for a king. He didn't want them to have a king, but he gave them. Him giving them a king didn't change his will and all of that. But you see, one thing is to notice that his will or intention is always like the bigger picture. It's like the end result. And since God is the father, is a father, that means we can take some things we can note for some things from this attribute of him there are times when god allows something not because it's his will but man because man insists and it doesn't change his opinion in those cases it only allows man to to have his way and man always pay for it you know and man always pay for it so if so if man doesn't align and keep and they keep you know insisting on something god might actually permit it fathers do that parents do that and that would be a detriment of the man however it doesn't change the will of god it doesn't change what god wants to still happen 
you know that is the Messiah coming out from Israel and Israel knowing they are locked and nothing like that. Um, one of one of the IG live sessions we had, permissive will like, um, how would I put it? Like, um, maybe somebody insisting on something like, let's say a girl now wants to marry a light skinned brother, a light skinned guy that is you know light skinned and tall and everything, but the person God wants for her, the person God has intended for her, is dark skin and she keeps insisting, keep praying, praying, praying. As a father, God might just allow a, like a light skinned brother to just you know come, and you know it's not as if God, you know, a light skinned brother is there, and God might just allow her to actually do whatever she wants to do, you know, actually just what's it called? If he acts out, she might then you know um, accept and all of that, and you know, and why would God allow such to happen, you know? It's not as if when she was praying, when she was praying, she did not listen to what God was saying. So, you know, when the brother now came, there was nothing to hold her back, you know, because she was not listening. She was not listening. There was nothing to hold her back. So she gave in to this light skin brother. So why did God allow that? Even though, like, why didn't God shout the more and everything? You know, because I wanted to teach her something. Because through that process, she would have now known. Like, when she goes through that journey with the light skin brother, she would now know that, indeed, this was not God's will for me. And then she would learn to pray according to God's will. It's not as if God doesn't want to give us our desire. But we need to know that we should pray that our desire aligns with God's will. Do you understand? So, like... No, and one thing is that he even when we do things that are bad, like we don't go according to God's will, he will make everything because it's our father, everything works together for our good. And what is the good here is that she learned her lesson. She learned her lesson and she learned to pray according to God's will and learned she saw the dark skin brother. So just like how a baby sometimes, you know, a baby will always go to fire. And then the the parents are like, don't go near the fire. No, maybe candle is on the floor. Don't go near there. Don't the baby, no, no, no. The baby wants to go there. So it's not as, and then one day they actually just allow the baby. But is 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 it, is it like the the parents don't love the baby? No, it's not as if the baby the parents do not love the baby. Is that they want the baby to learn, finally like to experience it, and then know that indeed they love her or him. Let's say her in this case. So they love him or let's say her. They love her and then the baby will not actually and the baby will know that indeed it is um it's dangerous. So you know, so that's how it is with God. I know that during that process of the baby going near the fire, I know they're allowing the baby to go near the fire. You know, they've been shouting, 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 and okay, they now decided okay, let the baby let the baby experience it and then later learn. You know, during that process of the baby going, the, the parents will not be far away. They are there watching, watching for when she'll finally you know, when she will just touch it and then feel the pain and run back to them and then they will put water, you know, just say, Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But you see that so the end result of them the end result that is achieving achieving helping the baby know that indeed they are she's loved and then the the, the fire is painful she will get burned it was achieved so the baby going them finally aligned the baby did not change their mind of wanting them to wanting the, the baby to know that it is painful and she's loved you know they just permitted it so and then during that that process too of them just permitting it still work together for her good because she still got to learn the lesson she still got to know the intention of her parents so that's how it is with god sometimes so yes we might even say that but god um what's it called regretted making Saul king but one thing we feel to understand that even if even if god was to go back and choose a king again during that time like that after we were asking for a king it would have still been so it's just like because that was so was proposed for that and then you know it, it was proposed for that and it was available for it and it was that was his purpose at that in in life 
you know you understand what i'm saying so it's just like if maybe i, I have a child and i beat my child and you know there there are three instances either my child gets corrected or my child runs away or my child hates me for beating him him let, let me say him in this case and so maybe i beat my child maybe my child does something really wrong that deserved beating so i beat my child and my child runs away Obviously, I'll regret. I'll regret what I did. I'll feel sad. But that doesn't mean if my child is to come back and do that same thing, that doesn't mean I will not beat my child because what he did deserved beating. So that when God was like, he regretted or, he, or you know, did not like what he, when he made um, Saul king. You know, number one, God is God. He's big and his emotions are complex. We cannot understand it. And number two, I think I was watching um, Desiring God for this, for um, to answer why God regretted um, making Saul king. And number two, if that was the person purpose for, for um to be um king when the time was going to come that they will ask for a king because he knew they were going to be king. But that doesn't mean, um, that doesn't stop him from being remorseful um, for regretting, you know. And it doesn't mean that if he was to go make Saul king again during that period or look for a king during that period before David came, that doesn't mean it would have not still been Saul, you know. Like this scenario gave, that doesn't mean I will not still beat my child. Although I was still remorseful or regretful of my action that time, I will still beat my child because she this he deserved it and you know he making he still saw the good that was going to come out from um saw being king you know david was going to learn some lessons from him you know that would probably make so um david more intimate with god know that he should not be like Saul in some areas and you know so that was good kind of sort of the good that was going to come out from that so the point is that um the point i'm not trying to make is that see <clears throat> everything like the children of Israel were still going to um the Messiah was going to come out from the children of Israel um from the um from Israel and then the what's it called? Mm, they were still going to know God loved them, you know. I know they were still God's first but and so the intention, the will for Israel did not even change. Did not change despite them asking for a king, but just was permitted it because that was what they were they kept insisting and then they they learned the repair obviously a lot of things happened to them that as a result of them having a king that is not god they did not recognize that they had the king of kings with them they wanted a physical king and all of that a king that they could see like other nations they were comparing themselves to other nations they did not know that they were special and that's how most of us we are nowadays we don't know we're special we want what other people want let's just pray that god indeed opens our eyes to see what we have that's just me deviating so please um i want us that that from that point i want us to know that it's not um the intentions he had from israel still played out them insisting um okay king came they got repercussions they learned many things they suffered i think at some point and that was because they had a king but still the intention of god still remained the same and even from the evil that occurred that came about in some instances when they had a king they were still good attached to it so it's just like if when like god saying everything was to work together for our good at least the good was still going to come out of it for him to have permitted because it's our father just like the scenario again about the child good was going to come out of it the child was going to know that indeed it's painful and indeed they are, he, they are him she's loved and you know that's just me going back i just pray that god even i pray me to understand you know better but so the last thing i want to say you know, like I said at the beginning, this scripture that always when this kind of questions are asked, you know, is Isaiah fifty five eight to nine. For my thoughts are not yours, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, 
your ways, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than my thoughts. So I want us to know that because truly big people do a lot of things small kids don't understand so you might try to reason it out holy spirit will ask the holy spirit to help us there but let's know that there are some things we'll never understand because we're not god and god is big and there are some things he will do that we'll not understand but one thing we must know is that if we're able to look at it that does god change his mind it cannot be in the context of how we understand that he that means he doesn't know what was going to happen that means we surprised him that is not it his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts so he doesn't change his mind from the perspective that we know that he has foreknowledge and he knows what's going to happen. So let's just know that and don't keep on asking the Holy Spirit to help you understand. So and one thing again is to know that God is good. Whatever he does is good. You know, we read Psalms 13, 31, 19 to 20. Psalms 31, 19 to 20. We read Psalms 107 verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good. His best endures forever. Nahum 1, 7. The Lord is good. A strong good in a day of trouble. He knows those who trust in him. So it's not like what cooking up god's goodness is just a fact if you a lot of things are happening now you know in this season of covid and all of that and the bad bad things negative things are happening but if you look at your life look back look at nature look deep within you know look at just look at jesus you will know indeed god is good so i hope you understand from the perfect nothing surprises god and we can't change god's mind and also i want us to quickly know that man is a falling creature and sometimes it might seem like god is changing his mind for example when moses messed up you know then god picked joshua but you know one thing is that god wasn't surprised by what moses did but you know we might now say that why did god pick him when god was going to mess up that was the person proposed to do the work man has free will and now free will doesn't overpower the foreknowledge of god so he still knows the short decision will make god can try to influence our decisions influence is not control he can influence by the inspiration of the holy spirit by warnings and all of that but we are still the ones that will make the choice and our free will won't overpower his will his will still stands his, you know israel still got to the promised land despite moses you know um not messing up at a point so it's just like how salvation is we tell people the gospel and then the holy spirit broods on their heart to influence that decision but still it's still that this is still their um decision to make so the whole point is that man has free will so sometimes you know when god wants to use some somebody and then the person messes up we now think god changes his mind by picking somebody else but no god already knew what was going to happen he can try to influence the the path of the person you know that 40 days fasting moses even did and the fastings he did you know and the intimacy he had with god you know all those kind of things now it could it should have it might have because i'm sure if probably when i was if i was a muslim should i might have done the same thing you know stopped him from acting whatever way he acted that made him to now not reach the promised land and all of that or yeah but you know the point is that um god knew moses were going to do that and then God prepared and proposed Joshua to take over. And so let's know it's not as if Moses is messing up or whatever to change God's mind. God already knew what was going to happen and he had a plan already. His will still, like, they still, um, this thing, what's it called? God to the promised land. Or even if we look at the story of Moses' self, although I'm still, I'm still, I'm just reading Exodus again, or well, I'm just reading it well now. That I think God said Moses was going to take them out of Egypt, not that he will, he will enter the promised land, although I'm not sure, sure. But then let me deviate from the topic. So I really hope you understand. And one thing is that even when we read this um, Isaiah 
55 to 9. It's not as if God is discouraging us from seeking him because we will never understand him fully. It's not that. He just wants us to be humble, to understand that the one we understand, we should be humble about it and always seek for more and always remember that his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So it just helps us to know that his intention, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and we should know that his thoughts is good. His thoughts are always good. Jeremiah 29, 11, his thoughts, um, what he thinks, you know, um for a f- good future and expected and you know jeremiah 29 11 and his ways the way he chooses to come about his thought or, or his intention is higher than our own which we know will always work together for our good no matter how much we try to influence it or we try to we think that we are changing his decision or trying to do be negative you know or we try to act like the children of israel be strong to be strong-headed his ways are higher than our ways and they will still work together for our good like for those that love him by god's grace so let's just know that um one thing we should also know is that um when we read psalms 81 13 it says oh that's my people would listen to me that israel would walk in my ways Zechariah 3 verse 7 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house. And likewise, and likewise have charge of my court. I will give you places to walk among these who, who stand here. Then um, Hebrews 3 verse 10 says, Therefore I was hang- angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways this was like i think the children of israel at that time so one thing is that we should always pray that we walk in the ways of god we don't go about the way we don't go about the way that was never for us in the first place because we'll pay for the cons we'll suffer the consequences even if it will later be of good benefit because in the long or short run because everything will still work together for our good for those that love him and you know because and we should also remember that he knew we're going to be disobedient like at some point if as if we are disobedient and he knows how everything will still turn out that's because he has fun so we should always pray this in like um david prayed 143 verse 8 one for psalms 143 verse 8 sorry i'm shaking like this day i can hear noise around and i just i want to just finish this up so that the noise doesn't get too much around me um psalms 143 verse 8 says cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning for in you do i trust cause me to know the ways in which i should walk for i lift up my soul to you so we should always pray to walk in the ways of god and not in our own ways you know not insisting in our own ways even though his intentions and his will will always be let's be to be manifest to always be established but let's pray also to walk in the way that he wants us to walk into in order to get to that will let's pray to always to be aligned i know as we pray 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 prayer will help us to indeed stay aligned as we pray according to god's will will help us to walk in his ways so that's all for today thank you for listening i'm sure there's so much to this topic because if we look at it from man's perspective god doesn't change his mind but i'm sure for god to have said his thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways that means there's a there's a higher level to this thing that you know we might not really understand because we're still flesh and it's a spiritual thing so as we go deeper in god definitely is going to show us 
as you go deeper in him that's why you have brains right and then you have this holy spirit in you is going to actually explain some things better to us so this is just a calling for us to go be like the berean jews and go back to our bibles dig more deeper ask the holy spirit to help us to understand praise god so if you have any questions you can still message us on our social media platforms or message us um if you know anybody on the team thank you for listening father we bless your name thank you for the opportunity to teach thank you for speaking through me lord we pray that uh, you help us to really work according to your ways help us to stay aligned to your will help us to not do what is right in our own sight just we pray that you continue to help us we love you so much father thank you for everything help us to know more about your love and indeed thank you because everything all those works together for our good thank you father for in jesus name we pray amen bye bye thank you for listening we love you god loves you more bye bye